Welcome to the Fight Shed Podcast, the podcast that recaps the best of both MMA and boxing events of the past weekend and previews the biggest combat sports events for the next week. Thank you for listening and supporting the Fight Shed Podcast. I'm Daniel and joining me is the co-host, Alan. Alan, how was your weekend? Oh, it was great. It was July 4th. July 4th weekend. Yes. We're actually back. Um, we took a week off, didn't we? We did. We, we took a week off. Along with the UFC, too. Yeah, right? everybody so took off, right? Everybody took their week off. Yeah. How was your 4th of July weekend? It was really good. Uh, we actually went to... A buddy's house um, for 4th of July, the normal hot dogs and brats and queso and stuff. But we have, we started last year a washer tournament. And apparently washers are really big in West Texas. So uh, this was our second annual. And we did a double elimination singles tournament, 10 players. Wow. And I'm happy to report that no BS Allen won the whole tournament. Yes, <laughs> he go. did. As John Cena would say, the champ is in the house. Uh-oh. Well, congratulations on I, a, uh, such a prestigious award, a recognition, I guess. Yes, <laughs> yes. But I will have to tell you, I am certainly not the best person in, uh, of all of them. We've yeah. got two other people that are clearly better, and they just had an off day. They just had an off day. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's been my experience. Um Doing some uh, washer pitching or even cornhole. Yeah. Have you ever done cornhole? I course? have. Yeah. So um, that's another thing that I, uh, for sure I'm not the best out there. So. Yeah. Every you know, like they were saying, you know, every dog has his day. Yeah. I guess that was my yeah. day, right? Exactly. So to all our fight fans, I'll be posting a, a picture of me with my uh, NWO belt oh, that you, you get because you win. So. Anyway. NWO for meaning? Well, <laughs> NWO used to be New World Order, yes, but we actually created an organization called National Washers Organization. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so we kind of made wow. it like that. So how was your weekend? What did you My, do? You know what? It was very relaxed, chilled. Uh-huh. You know, just stay out of the heat a little bit, yeah. work on some side jobs, some side uh, projects, paint a little here, paint a little there. But happy independence to the USA, for sure. Yeah, happy independence. Yeah. Well, uh, even though we had a break, um, you know, we just can go back and recap the weeks before. Yeah, we we had some fights. The week we had before. some fights, yep. yeah, the week before, and uh, we had some very big fights too. So let's just go ahead and jump right okay. in and go recap it. the um, the boxing week of uh, well, we call it week eight. So it's, this week is week nine. So right. week eight, um, the boxing recap. Uh, first up on the ballot, we had Vas- Vasily Lomachenko versus Mayasoshi Nakatani. Nakatani, yeah, and and Loma, he actually was the previous champion. He had lost last. Uh, his last fight to to the current champ, right? Teofimo Lopez. Lopez. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So Lomachenko returns to the ring, trying to, um, of course, you know, prove himself again. Um, even though he has does no reason to prove himself because everyone knows what kind of champion he is, and he proved himself out there on the ring that that night. You know, showing his footwork, showing his master class, yeah. showing that he's another level above Nakatani. He has immaculate footwork. And his angles that he goes against his opponent makes it so hard for him to be be hit. He looked like he never lost a step. Correct. Right. I mean, it was just great. It's just a clinic. You know, keep on. He kept on hitting Nakatani. Um, you know, getting good sh- shots to the right eye, and I believe is the right eye that you know. Eventually, kind of the ref had to stop the fight. He had no choice but to stop the fight. It was towards, badly swollen. Yeah, it was yeah, very. So he absolutely. couldn't see. Um, just it was another master clinic by the master technician. Yeah, I mean. He should he should be in line for a rematch at this point. I mean, he just looked great at this point, right? But um, now you know we can go ahead and just you know say yes. Yeah, he yeah. won. He get mm-hmm. one TKO in the ninth round, taking the win. Uh, so hopefully that sets up a title fight 
between him and um, Teofimo Lopez. Well, Lopez, or the winner yeah. of Teofimo Lopez and Combosos. Well, Lopez's uh, father was in in the crowd that night, and he actually I saw him bling yeah. blinging. Yeah, he actually went on the air and said that he would like to see that rematch after Lopez gets done with his next fight. I think he's speaking more than his sp- son does because I don't think his son wants that rematch. Oh, but okay. I think from the business point of view, his father knows that this is a natural the natural direction of this whole uh this whole bout and this whole saga of and, Lomachenko and Lopez. Yeah, and I and I think it's gonna be a big payday. So both ways, big pay per view. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Last one wasn't a pay per view. It was at ESPN. Um so hopefully they set the tone. The idea would be Lopez completely outclasses Combosas, sets up a great rematch, pay per view rematch for uh, Lomachenko and uh, Teofimo Lopez. Well, it's going to be a, that would be a great fight. and But we still got to see what happens yeah. to um, uh, Teofimo Lopez. And we have news on that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we'll we'll sure. get some news on him. So we, guys, we still got to see, you know, what's going on with that fight. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, uh, Lomachenko wins, goes to 15 and 2, now with 11 knockouts. And of course, of course you know, we all know that Nakatani was not really at the level that um that Lomachenko presented. He Nakatani also has a loss with Teofimo Lopez. So, yeah. you know, it's just one of those he's he's a great fighter, of course, but um not at that level. And he's a, he's fighting elite fighters. So elite fighters. And I he's mean, his only loss yeah. two losses are to to those two guys. And now. for me, I don't their losses I don't really count them when you're you're fighting top five fighters. Correct. Right? That was, of course, you know, recapping those fights from uh, Saturday, June 26th. Um, also on that Saturday, June 26th, was a actual pay-per-view match. It was uh, Gervonta Tank Davis versus Mario Barrios for a championship belt. This is another fight where the the first fight we just talked about had a height advantage, and it didn't matter. In this fight, there's another height, height advantage. didn't matter. It you didn't matter You can tell the all. difference between... You know, there's one elite fighter and the other one wasn't. Definitely. I mean, Mario Barrios um, was defending his super lightweight title. Um, he was he has a WBA light regular super lightweight title where Javante Davis is trying to become a three weight class champion at the same time. And Javante Davis started off slow. Mario Barrios was um, giving him a good fight, in yeah. my opinion. I thought he held himself. Around round eight, you know, you could see where Gervonta uh, Davis really showed his power. He did, yeah. And it was actually the first and second time in, in El Azteca mm-hmm. career that he went down. Correct, yeah. That's the first time he's ever been down. And actually, technically, he went down three times total in uh, the fight. So it was a really tough fight for the San Antonio native. He showed himself. He showed that how toughness got back up. After those several knockdowns, he did. Um, but in the end, it was a um, a stoppage TKO. Do you think it was stopped a little bit early, or did I, you see the right writings on the wall? No, the, it was a vicious body shot it when was. he went down, uh, and then when he got back up, there was just so many more headshots that the ref, me, everybody else was just didn't want to see anymore. I mean, yeah, save, save the fighter for another fight, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think so too. I think no one else is going to stop that fight. No. You know, the Lasteca was not going to stop, not going to bow down. Um, he wasn't. He was ready for more. He's a heart of, you know, he has a heart of a warrior. He is a warrior, you know? and uh, he proved himself out there. And with this loss, he goes to twenty six and one, loses his title. But does he lose anything other than 
you know, the record, other than a one yeah, blemish he, on it. He doesn't I don't think he loses anything. No. Yeah. Uh-uh. Uh, what's your Vontae Davis, he becomes a three-weight division title holder. He, he has the WBA world lightweight. Mm-hmm. He has the WBA super lightweight and the WBA super world super featherweight, a feat only accomplished by a few other f- fighters, including Henry Armstrong and Canelo Alvarez. Very prestigious um, names that Javante Davis now finally finds himself and also probably in the footsteps of his mentor, Floyd Mayweather Jr. also, because I believe Floyd Mayweather did some sort of feat similar to what Tank Davis just has done. So uh, Tank Davis goes to 24, 25 and 0 now with 24 KOs. What a, that's a great KO record. Yeah, that's great. That. So um, what's, what's next for uh, Tank Davis? Well, he's got so many options. Uh, he's under Mayweather's actually uh, tutelage, right? Yes. Um, in his stable, um, but they're you know they're looking for him to unify maybe the lightweight champion with Lopez. Um, Lomachenko could be an option. Uh, maybe Devin Haney. Ryan Garcia looks to be coming back. I mean, there's a lot of options. I right? think the, the options are so vast because he has three different weight classes, yeah. right? So now who who it's his pick now. I get I, you could say. Um, in the same weight classes as, like you said, Ryan Garcia. That would be a great fight to watch, too. Ryan Garcia is coming off of a yeah. kind, of, kind of a layoff, yep. um, you know, dealing with mental issues. And, you know, hopefully he's gotten around that hump or over that hump. And hopefully he's gotten the help that he's deserved or needs. Um, but that's a great fight to watch. Yeah. They've, they've talked trash back to each other, back and forth to each other anyway. So they're familiar foes. So... It's something to think about. The world is his oyster. He can pick his fight if he wants. He sure can. And I mean, again, like we just covered, like we just said, the sky's the limit for uh, Gervonta Davis and whoever he wants, uh, he can go get it. If he wants to unify some belts, he can um, fight Teofimo Lopez. I mean, that's another option for him to fight. Um, fight Josh Taylor for his belts. Yeah, also. that would so, be a good fight, right? Yeah, I mean it's just yeah. um, 2000, the end of 2021 and the early 2022 is just going to be a great, uh, great time to see where Tank Davis is as a professional. And every one of those names that I even listed, they're all wanting to fight each other too. So Correct. it's an exciting division right now. It is an exciting division. So that brings us to Saturdays this past weekend's yeah. uh, main events. Or we only had really one main uh, boxing event right. on the radar, and that was Chris Colbert versus Tug Sokot Nayambayer. So Chris Colbert, um, young prospect coming into the fight, coming in 15-0, and 0, six knockouts, 40% knockout uh, percentage um, against uh, Nayam Bayar, who comes in 12-1, and one, nine wins by knockout. Yeah, so this was a 12-rounder in the super featherweight division, 130 pounds. And as we were speaking earlier, this is Gervonta Davis's uh, division. Um, there's a couple other uh, champions in there as well. Colbert was actually favored minus 600 in the, in this bout, and he's using his jab to set, set up a variety of effective p- punches. And it was both orthodox and southpaw stances. It was pretty incredible to watch him fight. Chris Colbert comes in with a, a great, um, so as they call hype, right? Yeah. He comes in with hype. Do we know his ranking? Yeah, his ranking is 13th in, in the world, and Nybera... He's 17th in the world. It looks like Colbert took care of business. Yeah, and you, you have to give his uh, Colbert's opponent uh, some kudos because it was 
He got this fight in less than two weeks' notice. Two weeks' notice. And this is his debut at 130 pounds. So wow. he wow. moved up in weight. Colbert wins by unanimous decisions um, in the 12-round contest. The looks like the cards were 118, 110, 118, 110, and 117, 111. Again, all going in favor of Chris Colbert. So um, young prospect. You know, what What do we see in the future for him? Maybe, I mean, that's Tank Davis' division right there. Tank Davis has that belt for the WBA. Um, and, or there's a Roger Gutierrez that's out there, too. So something Chris Colbert has, has still is on the track of making his name. Do we want to push him already into a championship bout? Um, I don't know if that's the best idea right now. Yeah, so... You know, I'm the guy that's always pushing them up. Yeah. You're, you're the even kill guy yeah, that's exactly. always making them go a little slower. And, yeah. of course, I have written in my notes, as you brought up, are we going to send him to fight Gervonta Davis? Or is Davis just way too experienced? I mean, I think Davis is – I mean, he's 25, 26 and 0 probably yeah. right now, right? 25 yeah. and 0, 26 he or is. 0. The Colbert is, what, 16, 16 and 0? 16 and 0, I know. So he's, a, he's just starting his career. And I think um, we, we watched a couple of weeks ago uh, Stevenson – Shakar Stevenson. Shakar Stevenson. Um, he's he's great fighter, of course, but is he ready for the belt, a belt, a championship belt? I don't know about that either, you know, because, again, 15 fights, 16 fights. First 10 fights probably are not the highest right. caliber. You know, they're, they're, you're just getting warmed up as far as your career, maybe eight rounders, six right. rounders, eight rounders, 10 rounders. Um, but in my opinion, maybe right now is not the time for Chris Colbert. But I mean, but if it is his time, you know, well, then we'll see. And I look forward to seeing that. Well, you must be you must have seen my notes today that I wrote <laughs> down because that was my second name. Okay. So you've now done yeah. two names. Right. I've got Shakar Stevenson against Colbert because they're both 16 and 0. Yeah. Now, do we want to blemish one of their records that's, that's the problem so what, always, what do you what would what because you like undefeated yeah you records. know what, and so I what always, do you want and i always um in boxing is strange where if you get yeah. one loss it's like the end of the your career i mean we have four lost people whereas in um in mma the it's mma war yeah. that's nothing it doesn't even yeah. matter anymore like this let's say uh, you know not to jump already to the mma world but let's say cowboy cerrone with like 20 something losses maybe you know something around that right right no, and you're so, right and he's still marquee yep. name he's still marketable whereas in boxing it's a totally different um viewpoint so and then these two guys are so young i know do we want to already have them uh, get a loss on their belt i mean that's that was my fear with um Javante Davis it's it's hard I think with a loss and then everyone else kind of turned you the spotlight goes away with the loss so sometimes. so not to go off track but I, I want your opinion what is the record that you go okay I you know are they 20 and 0 and you go okay now I'm ready for them to, to fight some people what is that record threshold for you for me I believe 20 and 0 is a okay. good one it's a good okay. 20 21 um, 20s I think that proves that you have that experience because again I believe your first five to ten fights or maybe six rounders sure. eight rounders yep. finally get ten I think 20 you're finally at that point where you can go a 12 round championship bout well, that recaps um, the boxing week for this past week, July 3rd. Um, now we're going to go into a preview of a boxing events for this week. And first on the card, Gilberto Zurdo Ramirez versus Sullivan Barrera. So this is a 12-round lightweight, heavyweight division fight, 175 pounds. Now, Ramirez, he's 30 years old. He's 41-0. 
27 Ks. He's ranked third in the WBA and WBO and fourth in the IBF. His last fight was December of last year and won by TKO in the 10th. Now, Barrera, he's 39 years old, 22-3 and with 14 Ks. He is ranked sixth by the WBC, and his last fight was September of 2019, loses by decision. Ramirez is a minus 1,000, <laughs> and Barrera is a plus 500. Yeah, you're not making money on Ramirez. No, you're not right. going to make money on Ramirez, that's for sure. So the Mazatlan native comes in, like you said, undefeated. Um, one of the, He's actually going up a weight class. I believe this might be his first time fighting at this weight class. Okay. And so um, before he was a unified champion for the weight class be- below, um, I believe he was unified. He had several belts in that weight class. There's different levels to this game. Um, Sullivan Barrera is probably a great fighter too, but... I feel Gilberto Ramirez is going to come out with a victory, a technical knockout. So you have Ramirez? What rounds? Late? Um, I'm going to say a fifth round. Fifth round? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, nothing but respect to yeah. um, Barrera, but again, again, there's different levels to this. Yeah, and I have Ramirez by KO, but I, I'm I'm going to say these, his opponent's going to stick around, so it'll be in the latter la- rounds. Yeah. I mean, looking back at Barrera, I mean, he's a Cuban fighter. That makes a lot. That 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 counts for something because Cuban fighters are durable. They can yeah. fight. They they they're well trained. Um, but this guy's thirty nine years old. And have you seen him fight? Because I've never seen. Him I've fight never seen him excited. fight. But I mean, the age don't lie, right? Thirty nine years old. Right. He's been a professional for eleven years. Um, Ramirez has been is thirty years old, but has also been a professional yeah. for eleven years. Yeah. You know, they both came in come in at the, almost the same height. 6-2. Yeah. But it looks like all the advantages are going towards um, the way of Ramirez, even, like you said, the the money line. Yeah, and Barrera hasn't fought in two years, so and that's another you thing. need to stay active. So that's a big fight on the um, the Zone app. Um, but also before that, that, we have a co-main event, Jojo Diaz versus Javier Fontana. It is a 12-round lightweight division fight at 135 pounds. Uh, It is for a title. It's the vacant WBC lightweight championship title. Now, JoJo, who is 28 years old, is 31-1. and He has 15 Ks and is ranked fourth with the WBC. His last fight was February of this year and won by decision. Now, Fortana is... 31 years old, and he's 36-2 and two with 25 Ks. He's ranked third in the WBC. And his last fight was November of last year and won by KO in the sixth round. Diaz is a favorite at minus 225, while Fortana is a plus 185. Now, I've seen Jojo Diaz fight, and I've heard of Fortuna um, fight also. Um, he's probably one of the more well-respected fighters. Fortuna. This is how the card came about. Ryan Garcia was supposed to fight this bout here uh, against Fortuna. That's right. Yeah. So Ryan Garcia had to step out for, from a step away from the game. Jojo Diaz steps up and um, takes this fight, and you know, fighting for the WBC interim world uh, lightweight championship. I, he's one of my favorite fighters. Um, Jojo Diaz. So is he uh, aggressive or is he, he is a aggressive. defensive? He's aggressive fighter. Okay. Um, this last fight was a mixed decision. He didn't show up the way that we wanted him to show up, but I also think that he came in overweight and he wasn't um, 
really mentally there for his last fight. Well, the odds say that it's going to be a close fight, so it should be an exciting fight for sure. The the line, again, was what? The line is minus 225 for Diaz and plus 185 for Javier. Yes, so, I mean, I'm going to go with the line. Uh, I like Diaz as a fighter. Like I said, he's been he's been on my radar for a while, and uh, I choose uh, Diaz winning by a decision. Well, again, you must be looking at my notes because that's exactly what I picked. <laughs> Diaz by decision. So yeah. we're in agreement. Yeah. I just I respect Fortuna too much to uh to to call a knockout because Fortuna, he's a veteran and he's been there before. And they don't rank him just to rank him. He's third. He's exactly. I mean he's technically ahead of Diaz, so he's yeah. gonna stay in this fight. There's no shortage of uh boxers no. out there to no. just throw people on the rankings. Right? And and let's be honest, that lightweight division is jam packed of great fighters. Yeah, definitely. So I look forward to seeing that fight and then also let's just quickly get into there's the a, other. There's, there's a fight a, before it. There's too, a fight right? before that match, which is something that has been on my radar also. Well, actually the boxer has been Tenkai Tsunami versus Senisa Estrada. Now now, this is on my radar because I've seen Sinisa Estrada fight. Comes in 10-0 and 0, uh, with two knockouts. She comes in with a formidable opponent. Um, we have Tsunami, 23-11, and 11, so very experienced. She has 12 wins by knockout. Um, both of them are 5-2, but we have a 36-year-old uh, Tsunami versus a 29-year-old Sinisa, who is from East L.A., yeah, and it looks like Tsunami's last fight was actually uh, April of this year, and she won by unanimous uh, decision in 10 rounds. And Estrada, her uh, her last fight was actually March of this year, and she won by unanimous decision in 10 rounds. Here's the, th- here's the deal. This this card is on Friday night, and it's on the DAZN, and it is a packed card, right? It is a packed card. So if you don't have DAZN right now, go ahead and get it. It's just, what, $100 a year? Yeah, it's um, cheap. Yeah, it's And cheap. fights every weekend. But, yeah, it's a great app to have, especially if you really love boxing. And so that's going to wrap up our uh, previews for this week's boxing events. Um, what do we have in the news for boxing? Okay, well, it's a jam-packed boxing news week for sure. Uh, Like I was telling Santa Cruz, he is actually coming back. He took a little break because of that scary knockout with Gervonta Davis. But he's actually coming coming back, and they're looking at a matchup with the WBC World Featherweight Champion, Russell, 31-0 with 18 KOs. And they feel like it's a fight that should be feasible. Because both fighters are signed under the Premier Boxing Champion banner. What do you think about that? PBC. Gary Russell Jr. That's the, that's the name you meant? Yes. You said. Uh-huh. With Gary Russell Jr., um, he's a great fighter. The only knock on him, in my opinion, mm-hmm. he only fights once a year, and that's it. So in the Why last five years, he's only fought five times. What? Yeah, and he's held a championship. So there's never been like an interim or a push for him to, okay, fight someone else. I am totally lost on, on this news that you're telling me. So, so this guy won a title, mm-hmm. and he only defends it once a year. Like mm-hmm. like he's the champion, and he only defends it at WrestleMania. If we were doing wrestling, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I is, mean that, that's exactly how it is. That's the only knock on my from my perspective. Wow. Yeah, so, um, no, we look at Gary Russell Jr. He's fought great fighters, I mean, of course. And with only one loss. With only one loss right. being to Lomachenko back in um, June 2014. He fought again in, in December 2014. Then he won the title in March 2015. But since then, he's only fought uh, once a year since. 
2015. And is he fighting quality elite fighters, or he's, he's picking and choosing? He's fought Jojo Diaz, and okay. he's, he's beaten okay. Jojo Diaz. Um, okay. He's fought uh, Kiko Martinez. He's fought um, Nayam Bayar that Colbert just beat. Um, he's a great fighter. He, he has he power. He's a great he can, fighter. He can fight. Um, but again, but I you just, brought up I, earlier about Santana and the volume. Is he going to handle that volume? I don't know because yeah. you think like, he's he's not a volume puncher in my opinion. He's looking for his shots. He's going to be Tank Davis like boxer. Leo Santa Cruz is um, going to go after you. Right. So. One, do you think it's going to be a good fight? And two, do you want to see that fight? I think it's going to be a great fight. I mean, it's for a featherweight title. Yeah. WBC featherweight title. Yeah, so he he's going to resume his career at 126 is what it says. Well, I do see it. I mean, uh, Santa Cruz did go up to fight Davis. So um, I believe that kind of was a detriment to his speed also, right? Yes. So, um, yeah, I think it would be a good fight. Of course, you know, Gary Russell Jr. is technically the elite in that that class, uh, with the exception of one guy. His name is Emmanuel, Emmanuel Navarrete, which is um, another volume puncher really? and another durable puncher. But he might be too too big to make 126 anymore, so and he have, might have to move up. Has those two volume punchers ever met each other? No, they have not. <laughs> Will we even be able to watch it be so fast? I know, right? <laughs> we just yeah, it just be constantly um was it rock and sock yeah, and like robots. Two speedy Gonzaleses yeah. in the middle of that yeah. ring. Yeah, so we'll see. So yeah, we'll see so how that, that works the out. Horizon. And then um yeah. on that. You got anything else? I do. So Donier has canceled his fight with Cosmero. What Due to the delay in submitting paperwork for VADA testing. So my question is this. Did he do it on purpose for a bigger payday with Monster? What do you think about that? I mean, that that worked in his favor. If he did that. You're kind of shocked. You didn't even know, did you? I didn't know. I didn't oh, see yeah. that. I did not see it, that. It I, came out last Friday or whatever, and I was Friday. just like... I was shocked. I was like, oh, my gosh, we've been waiting for that fight. And then we know the monster's waiting for the winner, and now we now they canceled it. So Well, it, it was just one of those things. Like, we were surprised that he made it in the first place. Right. Because without waiting for uh, in a way to, to win or lose. To win. Right? Yep. And then now we hear that, you know, it's been canceled due to um, red tape, right? Because it's just paperwork in the first place, right? I mean, it's, I think it could be always worked around. Right. You know he had to turn the paperwork in for all his other fights. How did he not know the deadline? Yeah. I mean, something for me smells a little fishy on it. <laughs> right. But, you know, it could have been an honest mistake. I it smells know. a little green. Yeah. That's something that's going to be interesting to see yep. how this plays out. Do they continue, maybe set up another date for, for Casemiro? Or do they just go ahead and push Casemiro to the side and go ahead and get that big payday? Which a 38-year-old, 39-year-old, I mean, I'm pretty sure he. this is probably what running be out his, of time, right? Will be his biggest payday yeah. um, for that. So we'll see what happens. Well, speaking of delays, I've got yeah. another news story. Uh, apparently, our champion Lopez is still sick with COVID. Oh, my goodness. And he will not be ready for his fight in September. In August, right? Well, August no, they moved it to September, and then they... They canceled that as well. Uh, yeah, because I saw that yeah. they had another, maybe yeah. September 11th. Yeah, right. And so he won't be ready for 11th. And so now he's telling Lomachenko, hey, can you get another fight to stay busy? So what do you think of that? He's telling Lomachenko to get another fight? Yeah, so he, he can hasn't stay even busy. Won. Yeah. yeah. I, 
Number one, what do you think about Lopez still having COVID? And number two, do you think Lomachenko should get another fight or just wait? Man, I, well, my you know thoughts and you know well wishes go out to Teofimo uh, Lopez. Right. Hopefully, you know there's nothing real serious right. going on with it because you know we have heard some fighters get some really really Absolutely. serious elements from yeah. COVID nineteen and you know how that process is to, to heal and you know just hopefully nothing serious and that he can get back in the boxing ring real soon. However, I. I don't like the idea of Lomachenko wait, uh, waiting around, but then I also don't like him going in and risking anything with someone else. You I know? don't either. Even at the tuna fight, even because there's always that one chance, right? There's always the Buster Douglas sitting out there, right? Yeah. And also, or and, you can always go in there with the idea was like this is just a tune up. If you know that you're going to fight a tune up, you're going to fight the, like you're going to fight a tune up. Yeah, there. I think if you've listened to the, this podcast, you know that I'm all about keeping fighters active, but there's a fine line because I don't want, there's nothing to gain for, for him to have another fight. There's just nothing yeah. to gain. He, he looked way too sharp in the last fight to have to get another tune up fight. He doesn't, he doesn't need one. Yeah. He needs, he needs to fight. I mean, yeah. let's, I mean, I guess maybe Gervonta Davis, I mean, but do you risk that? I mean, yeah, it's so a big, he could it's fight, a big fight for another, for another title. Another yeah. title. That'd be the title. only reason I'd have him fight. Right. But I mean, I don't, I don't like that, that idea. I don't, I don't like, I don't like the whole situation. I don't like how this whole process. And what about Combosas? He's been away from his family for six months, probably. He can't go back because, oh, well, I got to schedule fight because then he has to be in quarantine two weeks in Australia before he gets back to his family. I mean, this is this is just becoming a worse situation for Combosis, yeah. who's hungry. And I was really excited to see how that fight would I was too. Out. I was so, too. So I we'll, don't we'll think that's going to happen. Out. We'll, yeah. We're going to see what happens in the coming week. Yeah, I don't think that's um, – because, I mean, how much time do you need to – Start training. I think it's like a six weeks notice, right? With yeah, four to six weeks to at least do a decent camp. If I'm if I'm forecasting this fight, it's probably going to be late November, early December by the time everything. My goodness, and that would be awful. That would be on all yeah. sides, and for the division too, right? Absolutely, because you're holding so, up the division yeah. right now. Yeah. Well, we'll see where that goes yeah. on that one. The last thing I have is Keith Thurman wants to fight Terrence Crawford. In this year in 2021, but he wants to do it without his promoter, Aram. Wow. Bob Aram. So, you know, we- I think this is actually the second fighter because I believe David Haney is also trying to make some kind of deal to, without his yeah. promoter, um, Eddie Hearn. What do you think that means? You know, that's that will could set a precedence, right? Mm-hmm. With fighters doing their own things without their own promoters. Yeah. You know, I mean, because Mayweather, Mayweather kind of did, did it right. Set, set the bar yeah. right. He set the standard, I yeah. guess. But um, no one else really was successful in their own. Um, maybe De La Hoya had his little uh, time with uh, Golden Boy Promotions. So and, do you, as a fighter, do you think um, with technology and able to, uh, I guess, talk to each other a lot easier with just, I, I guess, where we're at in the world that you don't need a promoter as much, that 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 kind of relationship doesn't 
could could go away eventually. Do you think that could when happen? When you think about a promoter, you think about a Don King, right? Yeah. You think about someone that's out there flamboyant saying, Whoa, this is my fighter, right. he's gonna fight. A he's hype be- man. Yeah. Um, do you need that anymore when you have social media, when you have a plethora of of media outlets to talk to to promote yourself um, free on most yeah. cases, right? Where people would pay you to talk about your fights or promote your fights. So um, I don't know. I think it might be something that maybe not at this moment that promoters will be going away. Right. But I mean, you don't really see any bigger promoters other than Bob Har- Bob Aaron. Bob Aaron. And he's he's an older gentleman, yep. so you know he's he's of a his breed is kind of on its way out. The other promoters being um, some great promoters. Um, well, you got you got people like Eddie Hearn, right? Mm-hmm. And Frank Warren. Frank Warren. Right. Al Al Heyman. You know, there's some great promoters, but who there's no real next group that's coming up. And every one of those are plus sixty years old now. And I exactly. think you're right. I, I I think if with the exception exception of Eddie Hearn. Yes. Um, yes. he's a young fellow too. Yeah. But I mean, he's an English promote yeah. right he's he yeah. has his like a region or like that's his region uk right. fighters right. european fighters because he doesn't i don't think he has very many um united states fighters if he does um but again yeah i think that there's going to be a time where we probably won't need promoters yeah. as much i i i'm gonna make pr- prediction on the fight set number nine episode when we get to number 500 which will be about 10 years <laughs> I'll bet you there's probably not no going to be promoters. No. I just it's think all they're self-promotion. Yeah, and, I do. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think everything else has something like that or one promotion to yeah. promote them all. Yeah. I'm similar to like a UFC, right? I mean, you, you, hopefully it doesn't go that route. But it, it, it's some, like most most people now can self-promote themselves. Yeah. You have the tools and the capabilities to do it. So, I, I you know, by eliminating that promoter. Um, no matter what they do, you know that's just more pocket in the more money in the pocket of the fighters. You know, well, it's just like um, if you don't self promote and you don't do a great job of self promoting, those promoters not right now won't know you. Right. So it's just kind of like like um, they're the third the gatekeeper, right? They're the they are. before you make the big money, right? The, right. So if you do such a well job promoting yourself, you can avoid. The promote her, the promoter, and just be stay, stay self promoted. And like they say, three's and, a crowd. Yeah, three's a crowd, and then you keep your own money. Keep that's your twenty percent. Right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So we got any other news? Uh, that's all I have. A um, little quick update. Yeah. Um, I know that we didn't, we weren't here last week, but um, within the time frame, we've heard that the Earl Spence Jr. and the Manny Pacquiao fight. Maybe in jeopardy with several lawsuits going on oh, between promotions. Right. Yeah. And um, so we'll see what happens with that. And right now, as of right now, as we speak, it's still scheduled, but it's still in jeopardy of not being made and not being a big fight on August 24th. Breaking news today, too. We have. What do we got? Uh, we got on that boxing. So, you know, we just said Casamiro. He's actually already signed another bout since. The time that Wait, from last week that Darnier canceled yeah, the fight. Exactly. Oh my gosh, who's he fighting? He's fighting uh, Guillermo Regendal. So he's they booked it for um, August fourteenth. Oh wow! So that's good news for him because he's already in a training camp anyway. Yeah. So that that's definitely that'll be a good fight, right? But that sets it up even better for uh, Inouye and Donaire. Oh, it does, doesn't it? Right. So Almost like it, the plan was in yeah. motion, right? So 
We'll see that. So that just came out um, today on ESPN. And and don't think I'm not excited about seeing Donair versus the Monster. Oh, so man. so yeah, yeah, that's gonna be a great fight. So we'll see. I mean. You know, something else can happen between them. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, guys, that wraps up our boxing um, recap, preview, and boxing news. Little this extended week. version. Yeah. Two weeks worth, right? Yeah. <laughs> so now we get into a quick recap of our MMA and uh, MMA bouts, particularly looking at the UFC fight nights. Let's go ahead and revisit a couple of weeks ago. Um, and that was what day? It was the UFC fight night 30. Um, it was at the Apex Center in Las Vegas, and it was... It was Cyril Ghosn versus Alexander Volkov as the main event. Yeah. But let's go ahead and get into the first... Um, just re- recap the, the card. Um, the first bout on the um, card was a lightweight match. Renato Maicano um, versus Jai Herbert. We have a submission win by Maicano. It was a grappling clinic. Yeah, really. definitely. A submission win, rear naked choke in the second round. Yeah, it looks like um it was more of a uh, one-sided fight. Uh, Renato Maicano, and now he improves his record to 15-4 and four in the lightweight division. I mean, just kind of quickly, let's recap and see, you know, what kind of uh, what's next for Maicano? Yeah, Maicano. Um, I think he he he's ranked twenty fifth, so he just needs to keep moving up the the ladder. In my opinion, he can. He, there's many fights for him to pick, but you yeah, know. when you're ranked twenty fifth, yeah. you, you just kind of has. There's a broad uh, spectrum of fighters that are out there. And look, he 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 was coming off a loss from KO of last year. Uh, he was one in three in the last four fights, and but his losses were to the Korean Zombie and Jose Aldo. So, you know, he he's fighting quality fighters, and maybe that was just too much for him in those two fights. So he just needs to probably find someone between, I don't know, fifteen and twenty five, and 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 get back on a winning streak. It's a stack weight class, right? We don't even we don't oh, yeah, get into that right, into that right now. That, right? So, twenty um, fifth. Uh, ranking for or 23rd ranking, you know, just moving right up on the ladder, right? So we'll see where he goes from there. Next fight on the bout, we have a Tim the Dirty Bird, the means, Dirty Bird, yes, yeah, versus Nicholas Dalbe, which is hot chocolate, hot chocolate yeah. Dalbe. Um, looks like it was a welterweight division bout. We have Tim Means actually coming out with a win with a decision, a unanimous decision 29 28. 2928 and 2928. Look, here's the deal with with uh Tim Means the Dirty Bird. He always keeps his opponent guessing and he just mixes up his attacks with with elbows and head kicks and his excellent body work and you know, he he even said that he was training uh in his last camp on his wrestling again. So, he even got some takedowns. I mean, he was I don't know, just the full package in that fight. Yeah, um, Tim Means is now on a three-fight winning streak with his last wins against, of course, Dalbe, Mike Perry, which is a pretty good name, mm-hmm. um, and uh, Strapoli. And so nice three-fight winning streak. Yeah. Now. And so that kind of sets him up. He's currently ranked number um, 25th, just like um, in, in the you know mid-20s yeah. as uh, Maicano. So, you know, I guess we go from here. Just, you know, what's next? For him is just kind of keep working your way up on the the ladder. You know who I like for him to fight next? Donald Cerrone. Donald Cerrone. Well, I mean, gosh, but how far has Donald Cerrone fallen? You know, it's twenty second, huh? I know. Wow, that'd be. I mean, and then what? What about Jeff? Jeff Neal, who's sixteen, or is that too high? Sixteen. He's coming off a loss. I mean, I guess so. I mean, it's hard, right, to see these because he's lost to Daniel Ramirez. 
So he doesn't need to fight him again. Not not here. Not now. Um, I mean, if I am a matchmaker and I want to see where Tim Means is going, I mean, Tim Means is a veteran, right? He's uh, now 32 and 12. Uh, he's been there, done that, fought really good fights. Um, he's fought several big names already. He's lost right. to some. Is he considered a gatekeeper? So, well, so my question is, is he wanting a title run or is he looking for paychecks? And and I don't care either one. I mean, yeah. you, you you know, we got to have we can't all be champions, right? And we got to have fighters that are fighting. But, you know, does he have another title run in him? Wow. You know? That that's a great that's a great perspective, great way to look at it. I mean, if he wants paychecks, goes do, down yeah, to Robbie, right? Of course. Donald's or Robbie Lawler's there. Oh, Robbie Lawler. Would be He's good. there right yeah. there. Um, waiting to try to get back, maybe back, hopefully back on track. Um, yeah, I mean, I see that. Or Jeff Neal. I mean, Jeff Neal needs a win, right? Yeah, right. So that's another great, great match. Probably a good matchup, yeah. too. So. so, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what the future holds for Tim Means. And next on the card, we have a featherweight battle. Looking forward to this fight, weren't we? Oh, looking very forward yeah. to this fight, right? Andre Touchy versus Dan. Daniel Pineda. Um, but it was very disappointing, wasn't it? It at the was end. disappointing. At the yeah. end. But Feely looked great. Right? He looked he fantastic. He looked amazing. He took control, one-sided contest. But in the end, there was a no contest at a decision because of an accidental eye poke. Yeah, poked him in the eye. Um, you know, it was interesting if you watch the fight because Pinata tried to convince the doctor he by did. guessing at the number of fingers. He did, isn't that? He, and what a true fighter, right? Yeah, he, he wanted to, to stay fighting. Uh, Herb Dean obviously saw through the mirage, and he called it off, which is the right call. Yeah. Um, but clearly, uh, you know, Feely was, was unhappy with himself doing that, didn't mean to do that. Uh, they both wanted this fight and yeah. unfortunately ended the way it ended, you know? Unfortunately, and you know what? Uh, interestingly enough, is this is his third no contest in the last five bouts for um For Touchy for Feely? Pineda. Oh, for, for Pineda. Pineda. Yeah, so he's and, last, um, within mm-hmm. the last, he's um, one, one, and three. Oh, jeez. So he's had some bad so luck. So he's had some bad luck. He yeah. sure has. Yeah. Um, so with Andre Feely, I mean... You could show, you could see the sky's the limit for this young fellow. Uh-huh. I mean, his record is now twenty-one and eight. He's never lost back-to-back fights. Uh, I think he's always just had the bad luck. Yeah, when he comes into the fights, because you can see every fight he comes in, he does fight. He's won performance of the night several times, also. Uh, you know, against you know formidable opponents. So, uh, I look forward to seeing him again. Hopefully, it's going to be a great turnaround. I don't see that he got hurt or anything like that. So hopefully um, he'll uh, come back. Well, my hope is that he comes back and they fight each other again. I'd like them to run it back. Run it it, back. It, it needs I mean, but to do have... you do you really? I mean, if it was already one sided in the first place, do you run that back? I think you got to give him a chance to lose, right, or a chance to win, right? You, I, I, I think all bets are off when you get poked in the eye because you know we've seen fights where you know clearly one fighter is dominating the fight and then. Something happens in the second or third round, and it just yeah. gets turned around. I mean, I say you run it back, but well, I mean, I'm I'm on the uh, the side of I already seen that. Yeah, two rounds of it, he was getting beat up. Maybe there's something different that we yeah. want to see. And for my taste, you know, he's ranked now 17th uh-huh. in the world. Um, looking up, man, uh, look, can you imagine a Shane Burgos fight? Ooh, that would be good with him. I mean, Shane Burgos, Burgos coming off of a knockout loss to uh, Edison Barbosa, but that was a great fight in itself. Um, 
And there's a Cub Swanson that's needing a win. Cub Swanson yeah. would be a good. That'd fight. be a great fight. Yeah. But Bryce Mitchell, who just well, no, he just beat Feely. Um, so yeah, there's several fights that I would like to see him uh, go up because I don't think he loses traction. Um, <clears throat> maybe maybe you're right. Maybe they do run it back because you know Benyeda also needs a win. Um, but like I said, I'm under the impression of I don't need to see that anymore. Well, I, I don't think there's a bad option for him right now. He didn't lose the fight. He didn't win the fight. It's 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 more of a status quo. So let's find an, find him another fight because clearly he didn't get hurt. Yeah. It's not like he got a medical suspension. So yeah, get him exactly. back in that ring in the next three months and let's see what happens. Yeah, I mean, look, look what happened to Bilal Muhammad um, and uh, Leon Edwards, yeah. specifically Leon Edwards, um, where he get the eye poke, no damage. Comes back a month or two later to fight one of the biggest fights of his career. Right. So, you know, I just think that um, he shouldn't be punished for an accident. No, I I don't think he should be punished either. So that brings us to the co-main event of the evening. It's a heavyweight bout. Tanner Bolser versus Ovis St. Prue. What do you think about that fight? What were your impressions of it? So OSP in the last fight, basically, it looked like a mirror mirror image of his last fight. He wasn't throwing strikes. He was barely any kicks. And Bozer was just controlling the a- action. It almost looked like Bozer had seen the previous fight and, and had figured out OSP's game game of late. It just doesn't seem like he has passion right now. That's, and that's correct. I mean, OSP was coming off of TKO loss um, from Jamel Hill. And then before that, he was 2-4 and four in his last six fights. So he was actually really needing a yeah. win for, you know, for his career. Um, you know, he's had an illustrious career, there's yes. no doubt about it. And right? he's, he's fought elite fighters. He's fought, and not, not to put down his career or anything yeah. like that, but just to the longevity of his career, you know, where does he go from here? Um, but it looks like Tanner Boser, you know, he, he also, you know, started – you know, putting a great fight towards the end, uh, OSP started turning it up and he did. put him on the ground. And yeah. again, like you just mentioned, OSP is a notorious slow starter. Yeah. And he did start slow this time. But then in the se- second round, which was interesting, like you said, OSP put him to the ground and started grappling. And it looked like, uh, especially from the commentators, that Bozer used the uh, fence to push himself up. And after that, as they were pulling away, Bozer put OSP out. Yeah, no, definitely. A lot of people uh, on the side of that say that he used the fence to get up. He used that to that advantage and get the control, the situation, and then uh, eventually knock out OSP, which if to the naked eye, to real time, it does look like that. It no looks doubt a little about bit, yeah. It. No sure. doubt about it. It does look sure. like that. But if you slow it down, if you put the actual evidence that Tanner Bozer himself put on his um, Instagram page where it's actually the side of his hand or the back of his hand that's yeah. used to push him. Now, did he use it to push himself up? Yes, but he didn't grab. The rule yeah. is specifically grab the fence. But I, I would I would be on the side of he used his knuckles and his yeah. glove to push himself up, yeah. which is perfectly legal. Perfectly legal. Yeah. And that still takes a lot of strength yeah. to do that, too. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking. Yeah. You know, just to, well, you have another man on top of you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it can't be easy, right? Yeah. So OSP is continuing saying right now um, within the last week or so that he's going to uh, appeal this this result. Oh, and, he is. Okay. Yeah, and so we'll see what happens. But not necessarily the result that um, appealed that he grabbed the fence, but that he stopped because he thought that the ref was going to stop the fight yeah. to um, reset them. 
But, you know, like they say in boxing and MMA, you know, you have to be on guard All the time. no matter what. No and, matter what. And, and when you're in clinch and you go away from a clinch, you be prepared for a kick or a, a, a jab or something. I just – I don't understand fighters that act like it's – I guess it's just, uh, you know, laissez-faire. Yeah, yeah. You know, while they're clinching yeah. and get pushed away. We can listen to the commentators and – they were really stressing oh, the they point, were adamant. They? they were upset at Daniel the referee. Daniel Cormier was DC adamant. DC was really yes. saying, no, that's not fair, that's not fair. And um, even Boser uh, addressed that, you know, yeah. saying how one-sided it was for them. So good on Tanner Boser proving himself as far as, you know, he didn't cheat. He didn't use the fence. No, he didn't. And, um, you know, putting that out there and letting everybody know that his win was legit. And yep. it was a legit KO. Well, for Bozer, you know, being 29 years old, I've got him linked up with either Tom Aspinall or maybe Ben Rothwell. Has he fought Ben Rothwell? He hasn't. No. But Ben Rothwell has a lot of experience. So I'm a little worried that I'm pushing him in too much experience. What do you think about that? Well, looking at the heavyweight division rankings, we got Bosers pegged at 23. He's another one of those mid-20s guys. Right. Um, we don't want to put him too high above. You know, sometimes a lot of um, pundits want to get really hype over one fight. Right. And start throwing people into a, a top 10 match or something like that, which I clearly don't think, don't see that um, happening for him. Um, I don't think I don't recommend it. Right. Uh, I, I like that Ben Rothwell. Fight. Do you think he has too much experience, though? He has almost 40 wins, though. But I think that's a great stepping stone. Okay. Right. I okay. mean, OK, you fought an experienced fighter. This is your second fighter in a row that, that has some experience. You're moving up the ladder just like you should be. Now, the only other one that I have, which would be interesting fight, would be Alexander Romanoff, who's 14 and 0 and 3 and 0 in the UFC. And I think that their experience kind of matches up, That's and they're both coming one. on wins yeah. too. Yeah, fourteen and zero um, for Romanov. Man, I, I like that fight too. And same, same experience, you know, something to kind of like the Eliminator, right? right. Kind of thing. Absolutely. Well, I don't know. I mean, Romanov, shouldn't we be award rewarding him for fourteen and zero? Well, if we're if we're kind of going off base, and you had Alexander, then who are you putting up against? Who are you putting him who, up against? Alexander. Him, right? I yeah. Can, well, moving him up, then um, maybe like a uh, a Spivik. We just saw Spivik oh, fight. You know, okay. that would be a great fight for sure. him to fight. And they both have three wins in the last three fights. So that's, yeah. if yeah. we're matchmaking another fight that hasn't happened, yeah. that would be a good fight. Yeah, exactly. you're right. You're right. Um, so, yeah, um, we'll see what happens. The sky's the limit right now for Bolster. He's really put his name out there, especially with yeah. the controversy. I mean, any good publicity is, any publicity right. is good publicity. Right. So um, I think everybody now knows who's, uh, who Tanner Bolster yeah. is. And, you know, that's going to set up him nicely in the future. And, you know, OSP, I think he's another one of those gatekeepers that, that they use in the UFC. If you can get past uh, OSP, then, then you have a legitimate shot in there. But, you know, like I said earlier, it looks like he's lost his passion. And when you don't have a passion for fighting, um, you know, what do you, what do you continue to do it for? I, yeah. I, 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 I just I love OSP, too. And I hate, hate to say that. Yeah, I hate to see him um, not enjoy himself and not fight to the full capability that yeah. we all know um, 
you know, what he's capable of. And so, you know, we'll see what happens as far as uh, OSP in the future. And hopefully we get to see him again and get to see him in a great uh, fight. Absolutely. Next up, we have now the main event of the evening. We have Cyril Gan versus Alexander Volkov, a heavyweight fight, a very highly anticipated fight. Um, I might say it didn't really uh, disappoint as much if you were in favor of Gone, right? Yeah, no, <laughs> no. But you know, clearly, you know, Gone is 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 the hot commodity right now, and he, and he's undefeated. Uh, you know, his last three fights was actually over Tanner Bozer, Junior DeSantos, and Rosenstrike. So he has fought some elite fighters on his way up to eight. No. Yeah. Now, you know, fighting Alexander Volkov, Volkov came off a great win off of, uh, against, um, the Alistair, Al- Alistair Overeem. Exactly. Knocked him out. Put on a masterclass fight. And we were really expecting, uh, Volkov come out gunning and fighting. But I mean, in the end we, we see a decision that goes all for gone. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're absolutely right. You know, Styles make fights, and on paper, they're both strikers, but Volkov can be an aggressive striker looking for some big punches, and game wants to just box box with you, you know? Yeah, you give you give a little space to Gane, Gane, um, you give a little space to him, um, There's he's just going to try to box you up yeah. and not take you down. And I think that was, that was his strength, yeah. was staying up on his feet and fighting Volkov and dictating the, the match. Yeah. It was a decision for Cyril Gan. Um, decisions across the board, 50-45, 50-45, and 49-46, which is probably closer to what I had. I had at least one round for Volkov. I did too. That, yeah. that night. I did too. Um, so now, you know, that sets up, well, if we were talking about this last week, we would be discussing where does Gan go now? Yeah. But now, since we're talking about this maybe two weeks later, we know where he's we going. We know where he's going now. That's right. right. So That's now, right. Where, is, where is this actually heading to? So apparently, we have have found out Mm -hmm. that Dana White has decided to not wait on the champion Naganu Mm -hmm. and create an interim title bout between Sirio Gan and Derek Lewis for next month. It's right around the corner, August 7th. August 7th. I mean, it's coming right up. Yeah. And you know what? I've heard through the grapevine, right? Through the, uh, through the interwebs is that, um, the reason being that it was put as an interim is because it's in now going to be set up in Houston, Texas. The pay-per-view is going to be in Houston, Texas, the backyard of Mr. Derek Lewis. Yes, that, that, that's actually in one of our uh, news and notes for MMA. Is, oh, okay. Is, yeah, you're <laughs> absolutely right. That's what they're saying is, is they wanted to get a, you know, the title fight there. Uh, the manager clearly was saying that Naganu is not ready yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but the interesting part about this is is the manager said that they were shocked when they read about the interim title that Dana White never told them. And I find that I find that dismaying for the fact that Dana White usually covers all his bases. I can't imagine yeah, him not knowing. I can't. Yeah, I can't imagine something just uh, out of the blue saying, oh, you, you're not the champion. Yeah. You're not the official right now, champion right now, or, or we're going to... You know, make an interim champion. So, since we're talking about that fight, do you agree with them making an interim? What, what, I don't do like it. About I don't that? like it at all. Um, I guess if we're just trying to hype up the card because it's a championship belt that, yeah. and we had to have. I think UFC has always worked under the notion of all pay per views have to have a championship bout. It's rare that they don't, unless yeah, it's, it's McGregor rare. or or. And I think um, like that. 
I think right now was a time to make it with gone. Um, maybe he was trying to go back home and, you know, cause if you go back home, what's the quarantine like in yeah. his home? What does he have to do? Um, or coming back, can he get permission to come back? I mean, we don't know those details, but I feel that, that the reason being is that Dana White wanted to make a, like a reasonable, um, explanation of why we need, need a, them both on a pay-per-view bout, which I don't think they would need any explanation. I think it would sell itself. Yeah, because he's pay-per-view. in his hometown. But, you know, the problem is I don't want Derek Lewis to be fighting for nothing. And then what if he loses and yeah. then he loses his title shot? So I'm the type of guy that I want rules and I want things set out. So I find it I, I find it interesting that somehow we've created an interim title shot for Nagano who can clearly fight in the future, yet we have someone else that gets hurt, like Stipe got hurt, mm-hmm. and they didn't create an interim for nine months, and we so waited for that months. fight. Yeah. So, like, I, I wish there was a rule that said, all right, here's what we're going to do. If after six months there's not a fight for the champion, then we'll make an interim bout. But I'm not just going to randomly pick one up. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, I mean the same thing can be said for um, uh, Aljamain Sterling. Right. He has been out of commission for several months yes. with holding up the the division, right? Um, so where's that interim belt? You and, know? Yeah, and and that division is just like the heavyweight. It is a logjam. We mm-hmm. I mean, we have fights on top of fights that we yeah. need to we need to start doing. So the Volkanovski, you know, he hasn't fought in forever. No, and how many people want that belt? Stipe kind of wants to come back, right? Yeah, definitely. Now the other thing on the other side, on the flip yeah. side with Nagano, does this set up a uh, dream match against uh, John, John Jones? The short answer is probably yes. Yeah, and you, we probably know it's a big payday. But again, so now we're going to delay. Derek Lewis even further to be an actual champion. Yes, because n- nobody really runs around going, "Yay, I'm except an interim champion." Except for Kobe Cummington, except for for Kobe. Yeah, sure, sure, <laughs> sure. yeah. Right. But um, I don't know. That's interesting. I mean, sometimes money. I mean, the same thing with, and we'll talk about this fight, Poirier and uh, and McGregor. Yeah. Whereas, um, I don't know if you're going to cover that in the news, but. Poirier announced that he wouldn't have made third, a third of what he's making now. Oh, I, I did them. not see that. So, yeah. So what, so, what is he saying? So, Poirier is saying that um, he, if he were fighting for a championship right now, he would have made, he would not have made a third of what he's making now with this paper. Oh, I see. Well, so, that's true. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, sometimes money is more uh, lucrative than a, a belt well, across look, your weight. We're, look, at what the end of the day, your goal is, is to be the world champion. You want that belt, right? But, but. The other goal is to feed your family and your livelihood. So, you know, they're not out here just having a good time. I mean, yeah, maintain that stability, yeah. maintain that yeah. way of life. So it's interesting. We'll see what happens. Um, money talks. Um, does John Jones come back uh, from, you know, I guess, I don't know, come back, but, you know, get back into the ring yeah. at, at the heavyweight level. Um, he's looked really swole. <laughs> I don't yeah. know if you've seen any pictures of him, but he looks he looks like a big, dangerous man. He does, now. doesn't he? Yeah. So, um, but that would be a great fight too. But what would be the point other than is that an interim championship belt? Because because you can't have him fighting for a championship. I don't know. It just kind of you, doesn't make sense across if the board. If you look at the top 10 in heavyweights, you literally could create a tournament. <laughs> and you know point, what? Right? You know who does it right? You know? is Bellator does that. Yeah. Bellator I mean, does a great job of putting on a tournament, right? With a Grand Prix. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And so, man, that would be something great to have. To bring know? that back. Because they used, they used to kind of do that. Yeah. But that would be, especially that division. 
Yeah, that would be amazing. That would be amazing. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens with um, uh, this whole heavyweight saga. You yeah. Know? So it's going to be on pay per view, uh, Cyril Gunn versus Derek Lewis on August seventh in um, Houston, Houston, Texas. Derek Lewis's yeah. hometown. There we go. Something that's um drivable, drivable distance. Absolutely for us, right? <laughs> yeah, sure is. Six hours is drivable in Texas. Could be us. the fight shed uh, first road trip. <laughs> probably. Right? Yeah. yeah. So I mean, that's um. Now we go into a preview and it's going to be a special preview and this this episode is going to go a little bit longer than normal um but we have a one of the most anticipated bouts or fight cards um in um the last few months um, or you know last for the year of course right yeah for people that don't know uh ufc always has a big and they, sometimes they call it an international event in july so this is yeah, a big week. card for them yeah, they call it Fight Week, I yeah, believe, yeah, yeah, for UFC. So, big card. Um, so, it's July 10th. And we're going to have a UFC 265. T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. With a full capacity, finally, in Las Vegas. That's right? going to be great, yeah. It's going to be great. The headliners, of course, is going to be a trilogy fight. And we'll get into that, right? You know, it's it's a, it's a big fight, so we'll oh, get into absolutely, that. absolutely, yeah. But let's just go ahead and see who's starting the UFC 265 pay-per-view card. And first on deck is the bantamweight division, Sugar Sean O'Malley versus Chris Moutinho. Yeah, so it's a bantamweight 135, and uh, Al Sterling is the current champion. Now, Sean O'Malley is 26 years old, and he's 13-1 and one with nine Ks, one submission, and three decisions. He's ranked number 14th. His last fight was March of this year, and won by KO in the third round. However, he had his first loss by TKO to Marlon Vera in August of last year. Now, Chris, who is unranked right now, is 9-4 and four with four KOs, one submission, five decisions. This is actually his UFC debut and is on a two-fight win streak with his last fight May 28th of this year by submission. And the Sugar Show is a minus 850 while Chris is a plus 525. Now, Sugar Show's coming into town. Um, his last bout was at UFC 260, uh, March 27th. He did get that KO knockout. A lot of people would like to, to mention it was almost a two KOs in the one night. Yeah. <laughs> because he had him the first knockout, he, he put him on the ground. He, did. he didn't go for the kill, right? He the did. second time, he did get him on, on the ground, knock him out. Very hyped individual in Sean O'Malley, fan favorite across the board. And, you know, very, you know, we'll see. It, it, there's always fireworks involved in his fights. My, my question to you is because Sean O'Malley is, is so hyped right now, do you feel like the UFC is kind of protecting him? Because they gave him an unliked fighter instead of moving and up. And a debut fighter. Right. So right. What, what does that say? I mean, I know you need to protect some of your high-profile ones, but boy, this seems this a little bit this is like bubble a, wrapping them. Yeah, <laughs> this is almost like a tomato can fight. Yeah, you know, um, no disrespect to Chris. No, dis- no, yeah. he's stepping up. He's coming up. I'm pretty sure it's a short notice fight, right? It is. Um, so no, no disrespect to Moutinho. But again, we we don't know much about him. We don't. He's fought in other companies, right? Uh, looks like a CES MMA, CES MMA. And CFEC uh, championships. So um, Cage Fury, he was in Cage Fury. That's where his last bout was. Um, 
I, I don't know. I mean, I've seen a lot of memes saying that, hey, this is uh, like I've seen a certain meme say, hey, this is a picture of my wife. I want to wish her good luck. She's going to fight Sean O'Malley. <laughs> you know, she has no experience, but, you know, we couldn't we couldn't pass up the money. Now, now what comes <laughs> with this, though, is because you're fighting an unranked fighter, there is there you have to win like there. You're on a short gains, leash, right? Yeah, he, gain, he gains nothing by winning this fight. You gain nothing by yeah. winning. You lose everything by exactly. losing. Right. And so, yes. Um, so is it like? a trap? I mean, of course, I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick O'Malley. Are you? Yeah, with okay. a knockout. First round. First round? First round knockout. I, get I mean, you have to fall. The train, yeah. the hype train has to keep on chugging. It well, has to. Well, I don't give him that much credit. <laughs> I'm thinking hopefully that Chris can run away from for the first round. I've got the sugar show and KO by the second round. Oh, uh, there you go. Next on the card, UFC 265, we have a women's bantamweight match, Irene Aldana versus Yana Kunitskaya. Um, it's a, that's a great fight in my eyes. I mean, I've seen both of these fighters fight, and um, uh, I'm pulling for uh, right now, you know, just to, off the bat, I'm just going to make my prediction. It's going to be Aldana okay. with the win. Decision. Well, it's a bantamweight at 135 pounds. Amanda Nunes is the current champion. Irene, who is 33 years old, is 12 and 6 with 6 Ks. Three submissions and three decisions. She is ranked six. Her last fight was October of last year, losing by decision to Holly Holm. However, she is two and two in the last four fights. Now she is going to go up against Yana, who is 14 and five, 31 years old, and she has seven KOs, uh, one submission, and six decisions. She is ranked seventh. Her last fight was February of this year with a win by decision, and she has a two-fight win streak with four out of five fights by wins. Adiana is a minus 125, and her opponent is a plus 100. So she's a favorite. Uh, Aldana's a favorite? She is a favorite. And I'm going to go against you, and I'm going to take Yana uh, with an upset special by decision. So we got decisions. That's great. I mean, I think, too, it's it's not... It wouldn't be a surprise, surprise, right? No, because, I don't think you know, so. both of them are, are veterans in, in the women's uh, UFC. Um, I think it's going to be a good fight. I think so, too. I mean, Aldana has formidable opponents. You know, she's fought, okay, of course, Holly Holm. She's, mm-hmm. of course, like you mentioned, she lost to Holly Holm. Um, she's won against Caitlin Vetta with a, it's a great, that was a great knockout. I've never yeah. seen that one. Um, and then Vanessa. Uh, Milo, she's got a loss against uh, Raquel Pennington, which is another great fighter. Fought um, Bertha Correa, so she has she has a resume of fighters and two fight winning streak for Yana. Uh, and her last fight, her last loss was to Aspen Ladd, which was a TKO. Yeah. Um, but before that, like you just mentioned, like, again, I'm just recapping what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, one loss in the last four fights. Yeah, I so mean, she's coming off of a good nice little um track record right yeah now. we we don't need to tell the history of dana white and, and women fighting where he didn't he didn't think it, it, it would be profitable clearly women bring fights yeah. and, and and i can't wait to see this one so next up on the usc 265 we have tuya Tayavasa versus greg hardy it is a heavyweight fight. And of course, uh, Francis Naganu is the current champion. Now, Tula, who is named Bam Bam, is 28 years old, and he's 11-3 and with 10 KOs and one decision. He's ranked 16th. Now, his last fight was March of last year and won by TKO in the first round. However, he is 2-3 and three in his 
last five fights with losses to Spivik and Junior DeSantos. Now, Greg Hardy, who's actually a former cowboy, if you didn't know that, <laughs> Prince of War uh, is his nickname, 32 years old. He's 7-3 and three with six KOs and one decision. He's ranked 23rd. Now, his last fight was a loss by decision of last year, and before that, it was a loss by TKO in the second round. He is 2-2 two and two in his last four fights with losses to Volkov of last week and Marcin Tabura. Mm-hmm. Now, Bam Bam is a minus 137 with Greg Hardy a plus 110. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good fight. I mean, I've seen uh, Tio Vasa. Uh, he's been a great fighter. He's uh, He's from... Australia. He's an Australian fighter. I don't know if you know you know him, but he's the one that after a win he drinks out of a boot, uh, a, a, a or a shoe. No, I did not shoes. know that. Yeah, so oh. if he wins, you just watch out for that shoe. He, uh, well, anybody in the his stands? His shoe or no, anybody in the stands? Anybody? Wants, yeah. So be on be on the lookout for the shoey uh, next next uh, this weekend. And so, uh, and he's got some power. I mean, I've seen him. He's had a nice little win streak um, coming into the UFC. Started off nine and zero, then it went on a three fight losing streak. Now back on a two fight winning streak. So, um, and Greg Hardy. Well, Greg Hardy's Greg Hardy, the Prince of War. Um, you know, he's he's kind of had an up and down career uh, with uh, the UFC. Um, he's coming with some hype, with some recognition, right? Name recognition. Being a Dallas Cowboy, former right. NFL player, um, I think this might be no. This is his second UFC card um, that he's fought, as far as a pay per view, and um, you know, I don't think he's ready for the next step right now. So I am choosing Tuyavasa. So how do you like your Bam Bam if you picking him? I want to see. I want to see it as a decision. Well, I I actually I, I don't differ in the prediction. I have Bam Bam by. KO in the second round, mm-hmm. but I don't think this is going to be a good fight. I am in agreement with the fact that Greg Hardy is over his head yeah. with, against this fighter, yeah. but he just doesn't have the experience. And and you know, a couple of his fights, he 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 just got worn out. I mean, yeah. So I, I just think it's going to be one sided, but we'll we'll find out. You know, the big thing about Hardy is that he has power, of course. So if you get caught, but if you have that experience to move away and and defend yourself yeah. and everything like that, that might be a hard, uh, long night's work for him. You know, and it's, especially when he got KO'd, you know, against Tabura. I mean, I just think I, I think it's going to be deja vu, and I think Bam Bam's going to hit him yeah. again and knock him out. So next on the bout, we have co-main event of the evening, welterweight match, Gilbert. Burns versus Steven Wonderboy Thompson. Oh, this is going to be a great fight. This is a Walter Wade at 170. Kamar Usman is the current champion. Now, Gilbert Burns, who his nickname is Dorino, is 30, 34 years old. He's 19-4 and four with six KOs, eight submissions, and five decisions. He is ranked number four. Now, we all know his last loss was to the champ February of this year by TKO in the third round. But he was on a six-fight winning streak dating back to 2018. Now, Stephen Thompson, who is the wonder boy, he is 38 years old, 16 and four is his record. He has seven Ks, one submission, and eight decisions, and he is ranked seventh. Now, he is on a two-fight win streak, both by decisions, and he's two and two in his last four fights. However... His fight resume is the who's who of elite fighters. He has fought 
people like Anthony Pettis and Darren Till and Woodley twice, Roy McDonald back in the day, and even the former champ Johnny Hendricks. So, yeah, uh, he's fought them all. Um, it possibly could be the main event fight. Now, Wonder Boy is a minus 155, while Burns is a plus 125. Gilbert Burns comes in as a Brazilian, Brazilian jiu-jitsu artist, um, so he's going to lean more on you know trying to get this fight to the ground, um, maybe a little bit, you know, use his power a little bit to try to, but I think his main object objective would be uh, get this fight on the ground to yeah. use his jiu-jitsu background. Whereas Wonder Boy Thompson comes in as a world-class kickboxing champion. Um, and, you know, with his experience, he's been fighting for the last 11 years. And like you just mentioned, coming out of South Carolina, his forte is to stand up and fight. And Drake he Burns. has an unusual stance. Like, you don't see it very often. Leota Machida had that stance. Mm-hmm. And Wonder Boy has that. So you have to get real familiar with it. Yeah, definitely. And that straight can come in any any limb, yeah. I guess, because of that stance. He's always hopping on his toes, uh, getting ready to get the kick or a nice little jab down the pipe. So um, I, you know, styles make fights, right? But uh, and on paper, you would be like a jiu-jitsu guy versus a boxer or kickboxer. You wouldn't think it's going to be something great. But I predict a, a great fight here. Do you, do you find that Burns, who was last fight was in the championship, right, high mm-hmm. ranked, mm-hmm. that he is the underdog in this fight? Like, that kind of shocks me a little bit. You think he's uh, like th- I, I feel like he's being undervalued. Yeah. So so the favorite in this fight is is Wonder Boy Thompson. Right. I think the experience is going in the favor of Wonder Boy Thompson, and that's why he's coming in the the favorite from the money line. Um, but. I pick Gilbert Burns. And how do you like your Burns? Oh, man. A submission win. Submission. Okay. Well, here's the deal with me. I, I'm i hoping that Burns can shake off the loss, and some of them can and some of them they can't. And I think he needs to understand that he fought like – an awesome champion. I mean, Kamaru Usman's on a different level right now. And he almost won. I mean, that's right. He almost won that fight. He had Usman dazed and yeah. ready to go, but he didn't close the show. I, I need him in his head to realize he still belongs at the top of that yeah. division. And if he believes that in the, in this fight this weekend, then yeah, I'm going with Burns by decision for me. And I hate to see Thompson lose because he's he's a fan favorite, yeah, all around great guy, right? Yeah. He's always he's one of those nice guys that are that are, that are straight killers, right? But um, and I I hate to see him lose. I hate to see him lose against Pettis. Remember he he got knocked yeah. out by Pettis. Um, but this is one of those our heart wants Wonder Boy, but our mind knows, hey, let's we got to take Burns. Yeah, right? I mean it's just whoever wins and whoever loses, I I I don't. I'm not going to count it as a loss. I think that they're both yeah. quality and they should stay where they're at. Yeah, but then again, does this does a winner go back to fighting um, for a championship? I mean, we already have if, – if Burns wins, does he go back into the championship picture right away? Or uh, for sure, maybe Thompson for sure probably sure, goes into a championship he probably, dispute, he probably has one more run in him. Yeah, whereas Gilbert Burns, okay, he won. Um, but he's already fought the champion. Does he fight another guy before he but, fights the championship? But, you know, we talk about log jams. There's a lot of people up there it's that are in line, right? We got Covington up there. We, we got, got Leon Edwards that deserves Leon, a, a championship sure fight. Does. So, yeah. We got Masvidal. That, what do you do with him, yeah, right? Yeah, right? <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's uh, going to be interesting to see what happens with that. Um, so you're picking uh, Burns also, is that But right? I'm going by decision, whereas you're going by submission. Submission. Yep. yep. 
Next up, we have the main event of the evening, the highly anticipated, highly publicized trilogy lightweight match between Dustin Poirier versus Conor McGregor 3. Yes, Conor McGregor, yes, 3. So it's at 155 pounds. Charles Oliveira is the current champion. Dustin Poirier, he goes by the diamond. He's 32 years old. He's 27 and 6 with 13 Ks, 7 submissions, and 7 decisions. He is ranked second. Now, of course, he's coming off a win to McGregor. Uh, January of this year by KO in the second round. Two fight streak and six and seven wins since 2017 with his only loss to the retired champ, the GOAT, Khabib. Now, McGregor, the notorious one, he is 32 years old. He's 22 and five. He has 19 KOs, one submission, and two decisions. He is currently ranked fifth. Now, he's coming off the loss to Poirier of last year. He is 3-3 three and three in his last six fights since 2016. However, he only fights the best of the best. He fights Eddie Alvarez and Diaz and the former champ Khabib. Now, we have Dustin sitting at minus 130 as the favorite, but they also have Connor as a minus 108. So it's it, a pick em. Yeah, it's a pretty much a pick em. Yeah, I see it that way too. I mean, because... It just depends who we, which Conor McGregor shows up. Yes. And I think that made a difference in the first, in the second fight. The first fight, too, because the first fight, the the villain Conor McGregor got into the head of Dustin Poirier. Right. And then, um, but I think that's that was kind of weird because if you look back at it, that took up several weeks to build up where there was several weeks of trash talking. Where now, I don't think there's there hasn't been so much trash talking just as yet. Um, maybe on Twitter, probably a little bit, but um, we'll see which Conor McGregor shows up. Well, we're in agreement on this because I I do want to know, like you said, are, are we going to get the Mister Hungry trash talking head games, Conor, mm-hmm. or are we going to get the Rolex wearing, wheeling dealing, sem- limousine riding, jet flying son of a gun McGregor? Yeah. Which yeah. one are we getting? The hundred million dollar McGregor. That's right. So if I'm going to make my pick right now, I'm taking Poirier by submission in the second round. By submission, wow. Um, I am. I don't like trilogy fights. I, I don't like the... You don't like trilogy fights? I like them in principle, oh, right? Okay. I like them, but I don't like them for the fighters because I always f- see the, the fight going the opposite direction of the last fight. And so I'm picking okay. Conor McGregor wow. with a knockout. What knockout? What uh, round? Um, it has. To, if if I'm picking Conor McGregor with the knockout, it has to be second round. It has to be. If it doesn't, then then there's no. So one of our fighters are winning the second round. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hopefully. We'll so see. so you think that the limousine, not the limousine riding, but the trash talking Conor's coming back. That he's going to play some mind games with him. I think he has to, and I think I'm for sure know that he knows. That that's the mindset he has come in to fight. I mean, he got he got away with it the first fight with uh, with Donald Cerrone. Sure, you know, being really respectful and everything. He got away with it. He got a, a great fast knockout. Um, he didn't get away with it this time. The second the second fight versus Poirier. So uh, I'm predicting that we have the hungry, the trash talking McGregor yeah. getting to the, get into some mind games. Even though Poirier says. It doesn't affect him anymore, 
But I mean, a man's a man. They all right? say that, right? Yeah, a man's yeah. a man. So uh, we'll see what happens. And I think and, it, it, he started it with donating five hundred thousand dollars to a different charity in the Louisiana right. area rather than Poirier's charity. Well, for me, if Poirier, Poirier loses, I don't think he loses any ground. If McGregor loses, I, I think this is a must win for him. If he if he has any hope of going back to the championship, I, I think. He's got to win this. Well, I, you know, I'm in agreement with that. But then again, I don't think I don't foresee a lack of fights out there for McGregor. I mean, you still have a Nick Diaz, Nate Diaz, and do trilogy, that trilogy, do a trilogy right. there, right? I mean, um, or other fights, you know, that are out there uh, waiting to be scheduled. So yeah, I mean, that's my uh, prediction yeah. is that I got McGregor. Well, w- whatever the case is, it's going to be a good fight. They're both going to bring it, and. Uh, I guess we're going to find out who wins. Highly anticipated. Yeah. yeah, the trilogy, right? Yeah. The rubber match. Because yeah, there won't match. be a fourth. Huh? Yeah. Do you believe that whoever wins this fight is going to get a championship next? They have to, right? Okay. They have to. I okay. mean, there's, there's, I think this is, um, this should have been the championship belt bout last this time, been. right? And it's another logjam at the top, kind of. It's still, this, it's still logjam, right? We still got Oliveira. We still have um, Poirier. Then um, maybe uh, later down down the rungs is is uh, we got Michael Chandler. Michael Chandler was winning that fight. So. Gaethje. <laughs> Gaethje is a monster. Yeah. yeah, I mean the top ten. Uh, I guess we could have another tournament too, right? Like the heavyweight. Another, Let's just yeah, have another yeah, another Grand Prix right <laughs> that's there. That's right. Well, that's going to be UFC 265 live on pay per view from the T Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada, on July 10th. Do we have any news for the I, UFC? I do have a couple. Uh, this one is actually not at UFC. I actually have Bellator has set a date in Russia for Fedor Ilimenko. Yeah, I saw that. Fedor, another o- legend. October, October 23rd. Yeah, in Russia. That's crazy. I, yeah. So I, we've never had this discussion, me and you, so let's just have it real quick. What do you? Where do you rank Fedor? You know, Fedor really has had his prime before I really got into MMA. Okay. Um. So, but I know since in being a, being researching and going into looking at past past uh, fights and um, looking at the legends, mm-hmm. um, you know, he's he's a legend in his own right. He's he's a living fighting legend that's still out there fighting and right. still producing. It's not just like he's just walking into the ring just for a paycheck. Right. He's still producing. But is he number one in your list of of the Mount Rushmore of I'm putting him as the greatest ever of MMA? I won't make that decision uh-huh. because I don't have that experience as far as, you know, with the um, going back and, mm-hmm. you know, knowing and seeing people. Um, but from people who talk that who have talked to who, that have that experience, that have seen the fighters come up. Um, they do put him on that they Mount do. Rushmore. Yeah. Well, they haven't set a, a opponent yet, so I, I'm going to be interested in seeing who they finally set for an opponent for him in Russia. That's going to be interesting right there. Yeah. A little bit of UFC news um, that came out a couple of days ago is that Rob Font was cleared by USADA for false positive due to cosmetic products. So I guess he got, um, after his fight with uh, Cody Garbrandt, he was tested and he came out positive. And um, he's he's been vindicated um, by uh, another sample, and now he's um, clear in the clear for that. Um, but the thing is, a cosmetic product. So I basically, what that could be. so basically, if he let's just say he was using some kind of cream for a rash, maybe, maybe. or maybe 
a mean, performance I yeah. enhancement yeah <laughs> as far as you know a male performance enhancement well you know? maybe a tanning solution that's another thing i mean right? i guess I, mean, I guess you know we can only assume look if you don't know the supplement industry uh, is unregulated for the most part, and and so you have to be very very careful careful as John Jones yeah. has realized to make sure that whatever you're putting in your body that you have actually sent it off for third testing, and that's what a lot of them do. They'll send it off just to make sure because they don't even if it's an accident pop on a test, they're liable for that, and they could they could lose valuable time and and, and paychecks for that. You have any other news that you I, want to I share? do. Um, uh, as many of you guys know, Anthony Pettis used to fight in the UFC. Correct. And he is over in the PFL League, which, again, we'll remind you guys, that's uh, more of like a, a, a tournament format. And he has actually lost both of his fights mm-hmm. in the, in that. Um, overall, Pettis has actually lost four of his, of his last six fights. And the, these are dating back to the time in the UFC where he held the 155-pound title from 2013 to 2015. Now, he has fought the who's who of, of fighters. I mean, when you look at, look at who he's fighting, he, he fought Cerrone. He fought Nate Diaz, Wonderboy, who's fighting this weekend, Tony Ferguson, Chiesa, Dustin Poirier, who's fighting this weekend, So and, and Max Holloway. So, look, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what do we think about him losing, you know, two fights over in the PFL that we kind of believe is probably doesn't have the same caliber. Yeah. Caliber people. Yeah. I mean, man, it is interesting. You know, what kind of mindset are you going into that fight? You know, are you thinking that, Oh, I've been in the UFC. I've fought the best of the best. Yeah. You know, this should be a cakewalk. The other thing that you could consider, maybe there's not enough support as far as um, the, uh, equipment wise from the PFL, the, uh, the opportunities to train the opportunities to, uh, the supplements that may be available to UFC specific. That's a fighters. really valid point. Yeah, you know, you're so, absolutely right. you know, it's just like, um, like semi-pro football, it's not the same as professional football, right? So right. you're not going to have the same facilities, the same, you know, training, uh, regiments and things like that, that maybe an NFL would have. Right. So that could be part of the issue. Yeah, you, you make some good points because, I mean, you clearly, when you, when you hear um, Bellator fighter going to UFC and they're asking, oh, well, you know, what's the promotion like? And they say, state of our facilities. They yeah. have medical medical staff mm-hmm. ready for you. They have a, a cafeteria to eat healthy food. Yeah. And, yeah, you're probably right. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Maybe he's just missing that, missing his body's yeah. transitioning to the lack of whatever the UFC provided. Well, what, whatever the deal is, I really enjoy watching Anthony Pettis, and I, I hope he gets Showtime. back on 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 track, and and hopefully we'll get, we'll see some success hopefully. in the future. Yeah, definitely. The only thing I have is a headline news of of a, a match that's just been made today. Um, Edson Barbosa is now going to fight Gige Chadezi um, on August twenty eighth. So Edson Barbosa, someone that we've talked about over and over through the weeks since his last great win. Um, he's finally going to fight again this summer. Yeah, and he's exciting to watch. So that's going to be an exciting match. Um, yeah, so it is a uh, featherweight ranking. So right now we have Edson Barbosa ranked number seven, and he's going against Chadezi, who is ranked uh, oh, number 11. So we have a number seven versus number 11. How do you feel about that? 
Well, I like it because they're both coming off um, at least a two-fight winning streak. So that that's going to be a really exciting fight, and I really believe that whoever wins that fight is definitely going to move up in the rankings and 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 start working. Maybe crack, crack the top five. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Edson I mean, um, Barbosa again coming off a great fight versus Shane Burgos. Um and then we have uh, Chidezi, and maybe you don't know his name right now, but. He's been on a uh, his his little fight tear too. You know, within his last three fights, he's won by two TKOs and a decision versus Cub Swanson, Jeremy Simmons, and Omar Morales. Yeah, in that division, uh, the champion is Alex Volganowski, and currently, right now, he's uh, matched up with uh, Brian Ortega because they are on the Ultimate Fighter as coaches right now. Correct, and it says here um, September twenty fifth is when those two will probably fight if. All goes as, as to planned. So I guess that brings us to our predictions and our standings of the last couple of weeks. You know, how how have I been doing? <laughs> okay. Well, uh, so last week we only had one, one only one fight. It's uh-huh. a boxing fight. We both picked Colbert. Mm-hmm. So we kind of stayed status quo. And currently, Alan is leading at uh, 30 wins. And Daniel is at 27. All right. So maybe I can make up some uh, ground this week. But we don't have a lot of discrepancies, do we? Like we do have as, a couple. Okay, fine. Yeah. So that's that's good. So yeah. um, it's gonna make it fun and interesting. Absolutely. And uh, we've got a jam packed week. I mean, we got a full, you know, fight shed report. You know, yeah. starting on Friday and then going into Saturday. Oh my gosh! So it's a Friday got boxing. Saturday we have a great UFC card pay per view. Um, be sure to catch that, and be sure to catch us next week as we uh, review these um, fights and um, see who was right and who's wrong. Absolutely. <laughs> well, do you have anything else to add or anything? I maybe? don't. I don't at all. I'm, well, I'm ready. Well, good. Hopefully, everyone's staying cool, especially those our listeners in Canada. You know, the last couple of weeks so they've been uh, kind of hot out there. You know, has there been a like, heat wave? Uh, 113 I, in I one did place. Not know that. 118 in one place in Canada. Oh my gosh! So shout and, out to our Canada listeners. And we're usually hot, and we actually had last weekend 80 degree weather. It was yeah, great. Yeah, a lot of rain, which is kind of strange. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so no, but definitely shout out to everyone that's um, listening to us. Thank you for listening to our show, and make sure you're all checking out our facebook we are always doing up to the minute news and unboxing and mma and we actually are also going to have our picks there as well as a um a pick sheet for you guys to fill out as well yeah definitely go ahead and go uh, check out our survey make your picks and then you know maybe maybe we have uh, something fun for you those that make uh the winning picks or the the best picks for the week yep. too so whoever wins the pick them for that week maybe have something for them um well that's it for this week guys my name is daniel i'm alan and y'all have a great week guys keep your hands up and happy fighting we'll see y'all next week guys take care